Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome to the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Brandy Taylor. Brandy has been married to her best friend for 28 years, and together they have a 27-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son. I asked Brandy to come share her story with us today, but I wanted to let you know that we will be discussing sensitive topics, and this may not be the best episode for little ears. Brandy has wrestled with depression, bulimia, growing up in domestic abuse, and a suicide attempt, but she has been transformed by the truth of Jesus and is here today to share her story. So Brandy, welcome. Thank you. So let's jump right in. When did you first begin wrestling with some of these things? Taylor, um, I grew up in a very dysfunctional household and I was surrounded by domestic abuse of various kinds. Um, there were times where I would pretend to be asleep, um, as my father would abuse my mom in front of my sister and I. And, um, I was afraid that if I opened my eyes, what I would see, um, or that I would be next. And at seven years old, um, there was an event where um, just a strength and a courage um, came over me that led me to intervene while my mom was being attacked. And by the third grade, um, we had moved in with my aunt after my mom just barely escaped with her life um, after being um, chased down by my father. She had jumped a barbed wire fence and um, hid in a building, Mm. and um, she stayed there until she felt like it was safe for her to leave and come pick up my sister and I. And um, then we lived with my aunt, and... um, she started taking us to church, and that's where I started learning about God. I love that. And shortly after my mom's divorce with my father, she remarried into another abusive relationship, mm. and one in which my siblings and I would leave and return numerous times. And um, there's an incident in particular that had my mom and um with my siblings and I, speeding through town, running red lights, stop signs until we made it to the police station. And um, then by the sixth grade, I began developing um, body um, image issues. And um, my father, my stepfather, had pictures plastered all over the garage um, of explicit images of women. Mm. And um, he then began um, making derogatory remarks about my weight and would shame me whenever I would eat and um, would call me a particular name um, often. And um, this led me to excessive exercise. And um, that's where I developed a pattern of um, disordered eating and elimination. Mm. And so that's where it started. It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it is a lot. And it makes, like, you can see how you've gotten from one point to another through all of these traumatic events yeah. in your childhood. Yeah. Um, so when did you realize, one, that you needed help, um, and then where did you go for help? 
I came to a place where I was extremely depressed and I needed, I needed out of the environment that I was in. And, um, I moved in with a dear friend and her husband and toddler. And at that time I was a junior in high school. And even though I was out of that environment, the things that I experienced went unresolved and it continued to have an effect on me. Um, I was still just severely struggling with depression and disordered eating and I would hide it. Um, so the people you were living with didn't know. Um, they knew the situation that I was moving out of. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that I was, um, struggling, struggling with, mm-hmm. um, eating disorder mm-hmm. or that I was even struggling with depression. I mean, they knew that there was some depression, um, they didn't know to what extent. Which I think is often the case yeah. when people struggle with depression is we don't always know how far it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just a culmination of things led to a bipolar blackout. And I had no recollection of many of the details of that day's events um, that led up to um, me attempting to take my life. Um, but um, I do remember being handcuffed to hospital bed and um, being taken by ambulance to a mental rehabilitation hospital. And um, I remember my mom standing over my bed just crying. Um, She's the good one. And just not expecting that that was something that I would have done. Mm. Um, And then after getting out of the hospital, I moved back home. Um, with my parents, with the expectation that once I graduated, I would be um, expected to move out of the house. So, so your parents is in your mom and your stepdad. Yes, that had been abusive before. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, where did you go for help, and then how did you begin that process of dealing with all of these things? So, you went to the mental hospital, but what happened after that? So, after that, I really didn't get. We didn't talk about. Um, what led me there at all, at all. Like with my family, we did not discuss it at all. It was like, I got out of the hospital and it's just another day. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, so just soon after graduation, um, or I say soon after probably a year after graduating, mm-hmm. I married my husband and got pregnant with my baby girl. And, um, my aunt who took me to the hospital to deliver her, um, a few months after Lauren was born, um, took her own life. Mm-hmm. And fast forward, um, about a decade later, I had my son and a few short years later after he was born, my brother-in-law took his life mm-hmm. and, it brought me to a really dark period of time where I questioned my faith and what I believed about God. Mm. And it was a very scary time. Yeah. Because on top of that, you're also probably dealing with postpartum <laughs> and all of the things that come with that. Um, it's actually when I discovered apologetics mm-hmm. and I just went on a search um, to figure out what do I believe about God. And um, I vividly remember laying on the sofa in my depression, and I was prompted to remember. Remember how God protected me, Mm. to remember how He provided for me, to remember how He sustained me and how He healed me. Mm. The evidence that I was looking for was in the details of what He had already done in my life. 
And it was amazing because in that stillness of depression on the sofa, I got up with a newfound energy to live and freedom mm. and enjoy and thankfulness for the life that God had given me. And um, there's a verse in Psalm uh 13, 5, and 6, that became my new response. And if you want, we can read it. Yes, please. It says, But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because He is good to me. Mm, I love that. We'll sing to the Lord because He's good to me. Yes. Yeah. Um, David's response in that verse, in those verses, um, to his dark tunnel, um, is to put light in God's deliverance before his eyes. And it hasn't come yet, but he begins to live in light of it and rejoicing in what God will do. And that's the kind of faith that helps us see in the dark. Absolutely. And just this reminder that it matters where our focus is. It matters to choose to focus on the Lord and the good He's done, how He's sustained you, and where He's going to take you. Yes. I want to go back a little bit. Yeah. Um, your husband. So you married him right out of high school. Yes. Did he know all of the stuff that was going on at the time, or was that a conversation that y'all had to have? How did you have that conversation? Um, he did not know, and it was a conversation that we had before we got married, mm-hmm. and um, he just responded so lovingly. Um, but no, he didn't. He didn't know. <laughs> I love that. Before he I mean, responded, lovingly. he didn't know during the time we knew each other mm-hmm. through high school. Um, but no, I tried to hide um, the things that mm-hmm. were going on in my household. Um, I had some teachers that suspected and would reach out and even call me and check on me, which was very sweet. Um, yeah. That's cool. Um, so how have you seen God use your story? I know you talk about how you've been through these things. Um, the Lord has really brought you through them and healed you from them. How is he using your story today? So never did I think the things that I experienced were God's way of equipping me with what I needed to help my son Mm -hmm. overcome his own depression and eating disorder. And sharing part of my testimony is what he needed to hear. And um, through the struggle that he's had, um, I've been able to share with him um, how God does heal us and um, just the forgiveness, just that we repent from our sin um, because, I mean, God gives us life and it's not for us to take. And in essence, that's mm-hmm. what suicide is. It mm-hmm. is a taking of life. He, yes. And um, so just sharing that, you know, that is sin that we need to turn turn away from and Mm -hmm. um, that God does forgive us and um, he doesn't want us to live in shame. And so um, I just wanted him to know that he wasn't alone. Absolutely. Um, So that's what has given me the want to share. Yes. 
Well, and one thing that's cool is um, we, you and I were recently at an event together, our fall friendship dinner, which if listeners didn't get to go, we have got that recording on our website. Um, but the speaker was talking about the relationship that Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, had. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth went through years of being barren and not being able to conceive. She was infertile. Um, and the Bible is very clear that she was infertile, but nothing she had done, like she was upright and of high standing in her faith with the Lord. And the speaker was just encouraging us with this, the pain that we go through is often for someone else. Yes. And so I love, one, that you're getting to see the fruits of what that pain that you went through mm-hmm. is for someone else. Yes. But you also are getting to share this on a podcast with listeners you may never meet right. or know the impact <laughs> of sharing your story in that. And so to me, it's such a beautiful thing how the Lord does that for us. Yes. And it's such a kind gift Yeah, that our pain is never wasted. Right. So um, what made you want to share your story today? Um, I wanted to share because I want to encourage Anybody that's experiencing depression or a trial in life, um, I just want them to seek God's Word mm. and um, to call on His name mm-hmm. and to know that they're not alone. Absolutely. And that there is help. Um, help that I didn't know um, whenever I was going through my experience um, that exists. I mean, there's all kinds of counselors and mm-hmm. um, even mm-hmm. free services that help um, people deal with um, depression and um, eating disorders. Um, so, yeah. If you could go back and um, do anything differently, would you? No, I would not. And I used to, for a long time, be embarrassed and ashamed of um the way I grew up mm-hmm. and the things that I experienced. But now I am so grateful for those things because it was through those things that I, um, that the Lord has helped me through that mm-hmm. gave me an understanding of who he is mm-hmm. and the power that he has. Um, so now I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change anything. That's really cool. Um, and God uses all of it. Yeah. It's through those things that I've been through that He has given me a compassion for people that um, may walk in a similar circumstance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what encouragement or scripture would you want to share with someone who might be experiencing these things or walking with a loved one through these things? Um, James 1, 2 through 5. Okay. And James tells us that in the face of these troubles, we are to find joy that trials give us an opportunity to prove our faith in Christ. And as we endure various trials, we find they are avenues that lead us to Christ. And as we turn to Him in dependence, this will strengthen our faith as we learn by depending on Christ, Mm. that He is strong where we are weak, and there isn't any kind of pain that we can encounter that God has difficulty identifying with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I've been learning recently um, is I will never be enough. No one will ever be enough on our own, but mm-hmm. Christ in us is what makes us enough. Yes. And it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I love that. So that was James 1, 2, and 5? 2 through 5. Okay. And um, Hebrews four fifteen is the one that says there isn't any pain that we can encounter that he has a difficulty identifying with. I love that. 
Brandy, thank you so much for your vulnerability and your honesty to share your story with us today. Um, we have been praying, listeners, that this would be something that encourages you. Um, now, before you go, I know yes. you've listened to the Equip podcast before, so yes. you know I've got the two questions yes. for you. What is something you're loving and what is something you're learning? Okay. I'm loving and learning these things at the same time. Um, and I, I know it's going to sound kind of cheesy, but I went on the our church's um, engulfed high school, mm-hmm. um, high school summer camp. trip. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just stepping off the bus, I had this revelation of the people that had gotten off before me, um, just that were walking ahead of me, the volunteers, the students that were there, um, felt like the Lord revealing to me that this is my family. Mm. And I love that He's showing me um, the community and the family that He has brought me into. That gives me chills. And um, it felt like a family reunion mm-hmm. of getting to know distant family members. And it was it was a great experience. Yes. Um, and yeah. Which is exactly how the body of Christ was set up, that we are a family in Christ. Yes. And we each have a role to play. Yes. Yes. And that's another thing I would encourage people to do is to get connected in a community. Absolutely. And find someone that you can talk to. And I know it's really hard to ask for help. And for myself as an Enneagram 2 Wing 1, um, the helper controller, um, but there's no healing in keeping in the dark. Mm -hmm. God has created us for community Mm -hmm. and to share um, the various seasons of life. Um, We don't have to walk alone in our suffering. I love that. I love that. What an encouraging reminder to end on today. Brandy, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.